welcome back to yet another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. Welcome. Hello, my name is Inez Bai. I am your host of this podcast and I'm also a health and mindset coach. Today, I wanted to give you a little bit of a rundown in how I'm coping during this time of quarantine, how I'm staying healthy whilst being at home more often, and my other tips and tricks, I guess, around isolation and being at home. So these are going to be a couple of like physical fitness tips, I guess, um, as well as some tips around your mindset and how I'm personally taking care of myself in terms of like my body and my fitness and my health and that kind of thing. Um, we have been in isolation for for about just over a month here in Sydney, Australia. And I just want to stress that, like, make sure you're listening to what your government regulations are and always following the advice um, of your government. These are obviously, these tips are specific to where I'm at in my country, in Sydney, in New South Wales, and the regulations that we have here. Um, Thankfully, we have been able to, you know, go out and exercise. We've been able to... um, still get like takeaway food and takeaway coffee and all of that kind of thing. So I'm feeling really, really grateful about that. But I'm obviously doing my part to stay at home as much as I can so that I can really stop the spread and help um, us all overcome this together as fast as possible and doing my best to social distance and anything else that the government recommends. So with that being said, let's dive into how I'm staying healthy during quarantine. So I'm going to kind of split this podcast episode up into a couple of little segments. I want to talk about first, like my physical health and well-being. So how I'm exercising, my nutrition and those kinds of things. And then I'm going to dive a little bit into mindset and how we can cope. I've obviously done a really good podcast episode that had heaps of good feedback called um, Three Ways How to cope. Um, So if you haven't listened to that, check it out because I do dive a lot deeper into mindset around that and really like good strategies around how you can take care of yourself and have a, you know, positive or resilient outlook is the word that I actually prefer using because I don't think it's necessary to need to be positive all the time. I think it's a lot better to expect that there are going to be some low days and to have some strategies to bounce back, to be resilient. I think that's a much more important skill than trying to be positive all the time because honestly, what's the point? Um, You're just going to be burning yourself out if you try to do that. So with that being said, exercise, my approach to exercise. Okay, so we have a little saying amongst my friends that when something is like really relaxed, like when we're thinking about like popping open a bottle of champagne and making spritzes and it's a summery afternoon and we're just hanging out and we have nowhere to be that afternoon. We get to just sit and talk absolute smack with each other, have a giggle. We don't have anything else to do tomorrow and the weather is just the perfect um, temperature and it's just a light breeze. In that moment when you're like lying down with your feet up, we call it, wow, that was such a long description of what I'm going to say here. Uh, We call it Rancho Relaxo, right? Super, super relaxed. And so I wanted to invite you to use that saying as well, because you're one of the pals, you're one of the gang. And that is my approach to exercise. I have really struggled getting excited about working out at home. I really enjoy the fact that I don't have to, you know, spend time traveling to the gym and it does give me a lot of time during the day. And it's really cool to be able to like wake up in the morning and just train without having to account for the fact that I need to travel to the gym. Um, So that has been really enjoyable, but I 
have really struggled feeling excited about it. So pretty much every single workout I've done, I've kind of dreaded it, but I do it anyway out of habit because I've basically been going to the gym since I was 15 and I'm now 26, the ripe age of 26. So I really notice how different I feel when I don't train. And it's not because I feel differently in terms of like my weight or the way that my body looks, but I just really feel like I'm not expending the amount of energy that I usually do. And the reason why I want to exercise is not energy in terms of like, burning calories it's more just like energy that I have during the day like I'm a very energetic person especially when I'm passionate about things as you can probably tell so for me exercising really helps me to get out of my head it helps me to burn some energy which is really important especially when you're staying at home a lot because otherwise I would be getting really restless and sometimes that restless energy can turn into like anxiety and you can feel quite trapped so even though I don't feel super excited about doing my home workouts I really just recognize that and I'm like okay I don't feel excited and honestly even when I was going to the gym sometimes I found it boring so I think it's also important that we acknowledge that yeah training is going to be boring sometimes and if I really really don't feel like training I actually don't care if I have a rest day at all because I always know that I'm going to get back into training and there will always be tomorrow I had a few days where I only trained twice a week I've had weeks sorry I've had a few weeks where I only trained twice a week I had a few weeks where I trained five times a week and I kind of just really let myself feel into it and if I'm really tired or I need to sleep in or I'm feeling really busy then I give myself the rest day and I have to say something that has been super helpful for me is having a coach I am currently working with Matt Grant from MG Fitness and he is hosting Zoom workouts and there is absolutely no way that I would be training as much as I am or and there's no way that I'd be having such variety because Matt thank God does programs for us and is always thinking up of really cool new exercise like ways that we can have which is so important because obviously the variety in our lives is going to be lacking so much at the moment so having someone else to program for me especially when I'm programming for all of my clients has been such a lifesaver and really really helped me and I just also think about how I'll feel afterwards that's always really important it's not how do I feel now but how do I want to feel and oftentimes we have to like getting started is the hardest part but we get started and we never regret it right and I even during the workouts, I've found myself being quite low in energy and I don't beat myself up about it. I'm not like, why am I not stronger or why am I not pushing harder? I've honestly just let it be. And I just, I'm like, well, at least I'm showing up and I'm not trying to smash myself. And whilst that's kind of frustrating because I'm used to being quite strong and capable, I'm kind of just like, okay, whatever. I'm obviously, you know, still adjusting to home workouts. But what I have found like surprisingly is little things like my body weight strength, like my pushups are getting better. And I can notice that my core is getting stronger because we're doing a lot more like planks and, you know, sit-ups and that kind of thing um, that we wouldn't normally be doing as much of had we had the whole gym equipment. So it's knowing that I'm still obviously getting stronger and I'm still getting the benefit of it. And I'm just really, really happy to be able to do some sort of training, feeling really proud of myself for continually training but my sessions are only about half an hour of actual work and then every single day I go for a walk pretty much um, which I find incredible for my mental health I'll often listen to a podcast or I've just started listening to audiobooks as well or sometimes I'll just listen to music and that's like a little tip mindset wise as well is that I think we can get really overstimulated and think we need to listen to all of these podcasts or be always talking to someone on the phone or listening to audiobooks, but we can get really overwhelmed with information, especially if you're already working all day like I am. To be constantly like consuming information, thinking about things, concentrating can be really overwhelming. So sometimes I'll just listen to music um, and I often actually do what I really love to do is walking whilst I'm responding to a lot of my clients because I find that helps me to kind of like access a part of my brain so that 
that I can give them a really good response and really be super present to whatever um, messaging that they're doing with me. So for those of you that are my clients, you probably won't know this, but um, a lot of the work that I do with my clients is via voice memos through Facebook Messenger. And that's how we get to kind of like we workshop through any problems that you might have or we talk about strategies around how you want to improve the week or, you know, anything around your nutrition or your mindset. So me walking whilst I'm doing that really, really helps me to think things through super clearly and give really good responses and make sure that my client is feeling really held and and, um, seen as well. So yeah, walking most days. Um, I'm not really tracking my steps because it honestly doesn't mean anything to me. I think it can be really beneficial to monitor your steps so that you can be like, oh, am I walking enough? How much am I walking? And to just like have a goal that you can tick off and give you that sense of accomplishment. But for me, I literally just don't care how many steps I'm doing. I'm happy if I'm walking. It feels good. I've got a walking track around my area. If I walk, sometimes I'll drive to another place to do a walk and I just walk and I'm not thinking about it. And I think that attitude of being really indifferent to your exercise and your movement is really important during this time because there is enough stress going on so it's okay to just be a little bit less like excited by training and just getting done what you can and not always thinking that more is better because burning yourself out and feeling really overwhelmed and you're more likely to get burnt out easily more easily now than ever before because we are dealing with a very traumatic situation that is requiring more energy from our brains than ever before is getting to that burnt out overwhelmed super tired state is also going to just leave you feeling really flat really stressed and really like anxious so it's just reminding yourself that more is not always better and sometimes you know you just gotta have a sleep in sometimes you do just have to call it a day at 3 p.m and relax something i will mention as well is that literally three weeks before we went into quarantine and like all of the gyms shut down i tore my hamstring and i was not able to do any major lifts you know like i wasn't really able to do like heavy squats or no deadlifts no hip thrusts nothing at all so That means that I have now been out of heavy lifting for longer probably than the average person that was able to go to the gym. Not that I'm saying like poor me, but basically just to give you an idea that like I really am just doing the best that I can and I'm not beating myself up about the fact that, yeah, maybe I'm not as strong as I was, you know, when I was able to train with my barbells. But it also just gave me a moment to be like, okay, well, now I can't train anyway because I've got my hamstring broken or now it's like recovered, obviously. Um, And I could really look at that situation and be like, oh my God, it's been so long since I've been able to use a barbell. But I just trust in my bones that I know that the gym is going to eventually open again and when it does there is nothing holding me back from getting stronger again and I'm not I'm when I go back into the gym I and I always do this when I go on holidays or have any sort of break I always do 50 percent so I always do two weeks where I go at 50% of what I normally think I can squat. So if I normally squat like 60, 70 kilos, I'll literally squat like 40, 35, 40 kilos for the first two weeks just to like ease myself into it because I know I'm going to be sore regardless. And there is so no benefit to me going in the first two sessions and just like smashing myself and going crazy over the weights and then getting really, really sore and feeling super fatigued and at risk of getting injured and also being really burnt out. It's better that I just do like the minimum amount of work that I possibly can do and just build myself up from there so that I can be more consistent so that I'm not feeling really tired and so that I don't like lead myself to another injury so yeah it has definitely been a hot minute and my approach to exercise during quarantine is going to be rancho relaxo something that I have recently gotten back into is doing yin yoga classes and I have been doing them through Jordana Levine's Luna Lover membership which has been actually epic it's also got lots of moon rituals inside that as well so that you can do like intention setting 
studying and learn about the um, lunar cycles and that kind of thing. Um, and I had stopped doing this because I used to go to a studio and I hadn't really figured out a way to replace it. And for me, yin yoga, if you listen to last week's podcast episode, I spoke to Danielle Begg, who's the founder of Yoga Impact Charity that offers like trauma-informed yoga to those um, that have been through very intense situations. And it just reminded me of the importance of doing yin yoga more for my mind and well, and my body because it helps me to get out of my mind and into my body. And it's one of the only ways that I really feel like my nervous system downregulates and it's so relaxing. Like I did it the other night when I was like, uh, and I laid out a, a blanket on the floor and then I got another blanket and I was putting the blanket over me in all of the poses and I got lots of pillows so that I was really comfortable and I was basically in this like fort of like comfortable pillows and blankets. It was beautiful. So I do, I'm going to um, have an aim to do that once a week, but not as a way of exercising off extra calories, but more just as a way to get into my body and really give myself the space to um, downregulate and just like be in my body because it's about an hour that I normally do a yin yoga session that just really helps me to relax and just not think about anything else, which is like so rare these days, right? So yeah. Now moving on to my approach with nutrition at the moment. For those of you that are listening to this podcast quite regularly, you'll know that I don't track my macros anymore and I haven't tracked my macros probably for about a year now. Before that, I was kind of on off tracking and I was really struggling to let go of tracking my macros, which is something that a lot of my clients face now. And it's something that I support um, that transition from macro tracking to intuitive eating. For me, there was definitely a lot of pressure associated with the people that I was around who were quite into tracking macros and truly believed that that was the best way to like live your life. And I just followed that because even a year ago now, and this is really interesting for me as I reflect on how I felt, I just thought that I had to track my macros in order to be a good coach or in order to be a good power lifter or to have a good body and I just really struggled with like my body being like nah we're over this it's boring it's just I don't want to be thinking about it all the time versus the pressure from other people wanting to people please and wanting to fit in right and that really gave me a valuable lesson because I kept trying to macro track and I was feeling really guilty about it and then the only reason I was trying to do it was because of the people around me. So then it was just really a good lesson of me giving myself permission to be like, nah, I'm not tracking and that's what I want to do. And yes, it was hard because everyone else around me like put tracking on a pedestal, but it was the best thing I ever did. And I love intuitive eating. Like I don't really like, I wouldn't say that I intuitively eat. It's just like a way, a framework for the way that I eat. As in, I just eat what I want. I literally just eat what I want, which is so amazing especially if you know my background coming from like disordered eating, binge eating, restriction, lots of food guilt, lots of food fear. I honestly just eat whatever I want and I've gained maybe a little bit of weight. I don't really think so. I'm basically the same at the moment, actually, like as I've been for the past couple of months. I may have, you know, my weight fluctuates all the time, especially being a woman. Um, It's so normal for your weight to fluctuate within around like one to two kilos. And so I would say that that's just kind of where I've been at over the past couple of months. Um, And I have noticed that I probably snack a little bit extra whilst I'm being at home. But that being said, I've always worked from home. So I remember even six months ago feeling so grateful for the work that I'd done on healing my relationship with food because I was like, now I'm working from home all the time and I can easily go just, you know, getting really stuck in my work and not thinking about food and it get to like three or 4 p.m. And I'm like, oh, I haven't even eaten lunch and I haven't even thought about it. Like I can just sit in my room and do whatever I want and entertain myself in so many other ways. Or, you know, I have so many other tools up my sleeve to deal with my emotions or to let myself have ways of like 
chilling out or be comforted that I don't even think about food anymore. And that's obviously been a really intentional choice that I have had to make to, you know, kind of support myself in that way. Um, but yeah, just eating food, something that I am doing, which I really, really enjoy at the moment is I'm getting like a meal box delivered to my house every week and it comes with three new recipes and it gives you all of the fresh ingredients so you still cook it but it gives you two portions sometimes I make three portions out of it Um, again that's something like in terms of intuitive eating like for me I was eating these two portions and feeling like they were really big so it's just about being like oh okay they're too big so I'm going to split them up into three portions and giving yourself the permission to do that or just deciding I'm not going to finish all of this like that's totally fine to do as well um And I'm going to do a podcast episode next week about my top 10 food freedom tips, which I think will be really, really helpful for those of you. But if you are struggling with a little bit of inspiration in the old kitchen, I would definitely say give one of these meal box services a go. So I'm currently using Dinnerly. My housemates use HelloFresh. Like there's all different ones around there. And this is absolutely not sponsored. I'm just giving you a hot tip that's been helping me a lot. Um, and something else that I've been doing that's helped to kind of like break up the days a little bit more is I've been only getting takeaway on the weekends or like Friday through to Sunday, not because I'm like, oh, I can only eat that food, but just to kind of help me to have some differences during the day so that I can be like, oh, it's exciting. It's the weekend and I'll get my takeaway or, you know, I'll go and get like ice cream because, um, Messina, thank God is still open. And there's one, like a 20 minute walk from me or a five minute drive if someone wants to drive me. And so that's just been really nice. But yeah, like I said, I'm just eating whatever I want to eat. I'm making sure that I'm getting vegetables in and eating my fruits and making sure I'm eating food that like actually excites me as well, instead of just being like, oh, well, I should eat protein or I should be eating this. I'm like, no, I'm literally so over that. I just eat the food that makes me feel really good. I feel really nourished, but then I just don't think about food unless I'm hungry or unless I'm actually eating it or I'm preparing it. And then outside of that, I don't think about it anymore. And it saves me so much energy. And in terms of drinking, I guess I am someone that doesn't really tend to drink casually during the week. Um, I think this happened to me and a lot of my clients and friends that when ISO first hit, it was like, oh my God, I just need to have a glass of wine. And I definitely did that for a couple of um I would say weeks, maybe just like two weeks. And then I was like, nah, I'm over this now. And I'm still like drinking, you know, once a week or something like that. But I think for me, what I used to do is I might've gone out like twice a month and like gotten like quite lit.com. Well, all about that balance life. But whereas now I'm probably just having like a few glasses of wine every weekend and that it's, it's probably, and you know, maybe on like Saturday and Friday night, but it's probably less, I'm probably drinking like more days, but probably less on the days that I do drink, if that makes sense. So I'm just enjoying it. And also it's really nice, obviously to be saving money and not going out and drinking. Cause when I go out and drink, I literally buy like all of the expensive cocktails because I am a turbo gal. So it has been really nice to just like enjoy tasting different wines. And also I'm not the kind of person that feels like I need to be drinking wines anyway. Like sometimes my friends will be like, Oh, we're going to do a zoom wine night. And I'm just like, meh, like I don't, I used to find it really hard to not follow the trend and be like, oh, well, if everyone else is drinking, then I have to drink. Or, you know, if everyone else is eating this, then I need to eat that too. But now I'm just kind of like, yep, I don't want to drink and that's fine. And I just kind of like stand in my own and allow myself to do what I truly want to do. So I think there's so much um, kind of talk about routines and making sure that you're focusing on things that you can control, aka like having a routine, which I think is obviously really helpful during this time, especially because we are at home doing everything at at home. As you know, I don't need to reiterate that. And something that I want to say with routines, whilst I think it's really great to have like certain, you know, schedules and things that you do and like have a morning routine, ETC. I also think it's really important that like you get to do something until it doesn't feel good anymore and then you can let go of it and change
change and switch lanes and do something else, right? I think so often we're like, oh, well, this morning routine has really suited me and it's given me so much that I need to go back to it. And we force ourselves to go into that routine. We force ourselves to try and do that habit. Like I actually had a really juicy discussion with one of my clients this morning about how she was saying that she's just realized that she doesn't want to track her macros anymore. And she was trying to force herself to do it because she thought that that was like, the ultimate way of eating. And then she was like, I've just realized that I'm trying to force myself to do something that I actually don't really want to do. And it gets to be so much easier, right? So obviously like tracking, tracking your macros may have suited you for a while and now it's not suiting you anymore. So it's letting go of this conditioning that we've all been led to believe by society or the people we hang out with that like, this is the only way you can do it. Or like, we are all really scared of being called like quitters or like that we give up on things. But It's not giving up on something if it just doesn't suit you anymore. And in fact, trying to cling on to something purely based off the fact that it worked for you once is really just playing small and it's keeping you in, yeah, it's keeping you in a box. And so we aren't designed to be in boxes and what got you here is not going to get you to the next level. It's not going to get you to the next version of yourself. So if you're feeling any area of your life is kind of like losing its sparkliness, whether it be your morning routine, like I found for me, I, and it can be something so little, right? Like we often think about things really linearly, but for me, I was getting really over waking up in the morning and I would, I would meditate and then go out to the living room and journal. And I was finding myself really stifled by that routine. And so I just started journaling in my bed and the same journal prompts, and I would still meditate beforehand. And it's really just given this extra like excitement around it. So it can be something really small like that. Or like I said before, maybe you want to order some meal boxes and just try it for a week and see how that feels. Or maybe you want to do a cooking class or maybe you want to try a different type of yoga or you want to try a different type of exercise like maybe you want to try different dance classes or maybe you're normally training in the morning and now you're going to try training at lunchtime which is actually what I've been doing as well like I've been doing the midday classes because my coach has decided to put midday classes on and that's been really cool but then if it doesn't suit me I'm not going to beat myself up for you know now wanting to train at nighttime or if I don't want to do the um meal box things at home anymore. I'm not going to worry about, oh, well, it's worked for me for so long. So I'm going to like keep going with it. No, I'm just going to let it go. So I think it's really, really good to have a routine, but it's also really important to tap into your heart and what's authentic for you and allow yourself to change. And even if someone is judging you about it, or you're worried about what that makes you look like, just stand in your power and own it. And if someone questions it, or you feel judgment from other people, you can either say to them, this is what makes me happy, or just remind yourself that you you are the only person that experiences your feelings in your body. So of course, you're the only one that can decide how you are in your life and how the routine is for you. And just really allowing yourself to be flexible in that routine and knowing that changing something does not make you weak and does not make you a failure. Changing something actually just means that you're recognizing an area of your life that's not as sparkly and as exciting as you would like it to be and finding something new that fits. And it's also okay to let go of something and not have an instant replacement for it. It's also okay to just like let go of something that isn't serving you anymore, have a week break, have a month break, and then allow inspiration to come to you you know, seek out inspiration or look for things, other morning routines, talk to people about it, read books, find something that does suit you and then try it. There's no rush. You don't have to be in a routine all the time. You're not going to fall apart. Trust me. I know from an anxious gal over here that loves to put everything into little boxes that just having like allowing yourself to inhale and exhale and just like giving yourself a moment to just be content with what's working for you now, letting go of anything that doesn't and not feeling like we instantly have to replace things all the times.
So with that being said, how I was saying about seeking out situations that inspire you, obviously now whilst we're staying at home more often, I have found myself lacking in creativity, right? I'm normally a very creative person. I run my own business. I'm constantly creating content. I love taking photos, reading books, all of those kinds of things. But I really noticed a big dip in that as soon as we were in isolation. So I want you to know if you're feeling like that as well and you're noticing that everyone's like, write a novel and learn a new language and do this new skill and you're just like, all I can do is work and sleep and exercise. Or if all you can do is just, you know, take it day by day, that's totally cool as well. Um, But what can be really helpful if you're in that vibe of feeling a little bit like you've lost your shine or just feeling like everything is really hard and your body feels really heavy. I've definitely had that feeling as well. It's asking yourself, where can you put yourself in a situation that might give you a little bit of inspiration and not because it's going to be productive or because it's going to help you to enrich your experience, but more just so that you can feel that like juiciness from the inside. So this is a block that really holds us back all the time of thinking, oh, well, I'll do this thing and it will equal to this. Like if I do X, then I'll get Y. But that literally sucks the fun right out of something. So, for example, it might be something so simple as changing up your walking routine. You might call someone that you haven't spoken to in a while or just texting them and reaching out and saying, hey, I'm thinking of you. Because oftentimes we're like sitting back and waiting for people to reach out to us and being like, well, why aren't they texting us? When in matter in that reality, like why can't we be that person to reach out and be like, hey, how are you going? And you really do get a rush of inspiration when you message someone you haven't messaged in a while or you change up something simple like maybe you even go to a different grocery store or you look for different playlists on Spotify like that's something that I've been doing as well because personally I hate creating um, playlists I just like I don't know it seems like the most arduous task for me but I love being exposed to new music types so I will search my friends on Spotify and I'll stalk their playlists and I'll just kind of put them on um, especially whilst I'm cleaning or I might be cooking dinner or sometimes if I'm doing like something that doesn't like, yeah, if I'm working, then I'll put on a different playlist and I'll just like let it play through. And it just like different songs can really spark your imagination or remind you of something. And I love a song that makes you feel really nostalgic or gets you deep in the feels. So it's really good to like expose yourself even to that kind of situation. Um, Maybe you want to watch a new TV series and that kind of like reminds you of something. And the important thing here is like when you get that hit of inspiration. Don't think about, oh, is this productive? Oh, should I do this? Oh, this, I'm not going to be good at it. Like, for example, if you're watching a TV show and you see that they're getting clay and they're modeling it and you're like, oh my God, that looks so exciting. And you have that kind of like bodily reaction to it. Just Google it and then look it up and then order it. Like don't overthink it because the more that you overthink it, the more that you're going to suck the fun out of it and not be able to get that inspiration from it. And, you know, you're here to live. You're not here to rationalize everything. We have two sides of our brain we've got our left side of our brain that's our logical side that you know gives uh, is good for like reasoning and judgment but we also have our right side of the brain which is equally as important but it's something that society hasn't really like um it doesn't really promote that we should use but that's our like creative side and even our creative side does not rationalize anything it's not for reasoning it's more about just being in the zone being more like 
um, dreaming and floating and just like, you know, being in the present and being more emotional. And even the act of trying to like describe what it feels like to be in your right side of your brain, the more emotional side is already giving it a reason as to like why you should feel it. So it's more just like going forwards with those like downloads that you get without questioning, oh, is this weird or am I going to be good enough or are people going to judge me? It's just like allowing yourself to step forwards in that. And that's something that I have definitely been doing within isolation. It's just, it's been a huge process, but just really not questioning, is this weird? Is this the right time? Should I do it later? I'm just like, I'm just going to do it now. And then also being okay with like, not always feeling inspired, like, and not feeling like just because I'm not feeling inspired in that moment, doesn't mean I'm going to be feeling like that forever. So it's just trusting and knowing because I've really noticed in myself and probably a lot of you will resonate with this, that I, my anxiety comes on when I feel like I don't know when things are going to change or when I'm not sure that there's something is going to be happening, you know? And that's obviously really hard to do when we're in isolation, when I have absolutely no control over this situation. So it's just about not about recognizing, okay, this is a pattern. Every time I feel like I'm in the unknown or every time I feel like I'm waiting or I'm being patient or I'm resting, I've realized that I have this reaction of like, oh my God, something bad's going to happen. Then it's just becoming aware of that and then letting it go and trusting that just because I feel this way doesn't make it true. That's just a belief and asking myself, what would I like to believe? And then I just keep anchoring myself back into the present moment, back into my heart and allowing myself to create a new response that actually really suits me because we know that you can truly create um, your like new neural pathways in your brain, but it requires you to first acknowledge the things that aren't serving you. For example, this is a reaction I keep having to this situation. Can I change the situation no because there's always going to be unknowns so can I change my reaction and at first it's going to feel jarring you're going to have to force yourself to have a different reaction but with practice it's going to become your new automatic response and you get to decide what that's like it doesn't happen overnight but it requires practice but it honestly you will see massive shifts if you do that something else I would say is sleep This is something that I have kind of been up and down with. As you know, if you've been listening to this on the podcast or you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I have had my ups and downs with sleep. But something that's been really important to me is keeping a regular sleeping routine because if I sleep in too late one day or I go to bed too late or I go, you know, if I change up my sleeping routine, it really messes with my ability to fall asleep and feel well rested and wake up at a similar time every single day. So I think it's just, it can be really easy to like go to bed later and wake up later because we don't have as many commitments, but then we don't feel as vibrant, right? Like if I go to bed like a little bit earlier and I wake up a little bit earlier, it's just like more natural for human beings to to be asleep like they say that every human being should be asleep between 1 to 5 a.m for like good functioning and good hormone health and positive mental health and I notice in myself that as soon as I get tired or I don't have a good sleep or I'm not feeling well rested or like I don't have a good routine with my sleep I get anxious my like tired that's another reaction as soon as I get tired I get anxious and I can notice it and I can yes obviously have a different response to my tiredness but I can also control when I'm going to sleep most of the time. So it's just, I think that's a really easy and simple thing that we can anchor into and just kind of like prioritize that by having a nightly routine. And for me, that means turning my phone off an hour before I go to bed. Although sometimes I will be texting my friends just before I go to bed, but you know, I'm only human. I always read for at least half an hour before I go to bed. Um, 
And that kind of like signals to my body that it's like time to wind down, not time to be starting anything. Sometimes I'll need to journal because I've got so many thoughts in my head. Um, Sometimes I might write a to-do list right before I go to bed. I always like I have a bit of a routine where I put on like my bedside lamp and I turn off my main light. And it's just kind of like those little things that you do every single night really signal to your body like, okay, it's time to wind down. It's time to go to bed. They don't have to be complicated either. All right. Well, that is it for how I'm staying healthy at home. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would absolutely love for you to take a screenshot, share it on your story, share it with a friend. I have got some juicy solo episodes coming up as well as a couple of interviews. It would be really amazing that if you're enjoying this podcast, you've listened to it for a while, that you could support me and the Peaceful Body podcast message by leaving a review and rating. It is the way that we get found on the podcast app and so that more people can get access to this juicy information. All right. Bye-bye.